Hello, this is Who's He TV, and it's The Mandalorian, Chapter 23, The Spies. Have we really waited until the penultimate episode of this season for it to be this good? Have we really waited this long for the show's antagonist, Moff Gideon, to finally make an appearance? Have we really waited this long for our heroes to face some genuine peril? Well, my answer is yes to all three of these questions. After a really bumpy ride so far, this season has finally found its way and does appear that they were saving the budget for the final two episodes. As for me, this is probably the most cinematic The Mandalorian has looked on a television budget. The opening shot on Coruscant looked like something straight out of Blade Runner and the shot of the Mandalorian fleet arriving in Navarro looked amazing. But with all the spectacle, did the plot this week add up to much? Well, in a way it did, but it wasn't without some silly parts, such as Grogu now installed in what used to be IG-11, now imaginatively called IG-12. What did you do to IG-11? No, that's IG-12 now. Do you like him? Do I like him? Don't worry, he's safe. You're sure? Well, the Enzelin stripped IG down to his base motor functions. They removed his memory circuit. The pilot provides cognition. Yes. Yes, Grogu now operates the droid like a Jaeger from Pacific Rim, and to be honest, it does look kind of daft. However, with the droid installed with a yes and no button, it does allow Grogu to communicate in a basic way, and to be fair, this was used effectively in this episode when he split up a fight between Paz Vizsla and Axwoz. Yes, the Mandalorian tribes are now joined together with Bo-Katan holding them together in a somewhat tense alliance, with each faction more or less blaming the other for the fall of Mandalore. However, with Bo admitting later on that she surrendered to Moff Gideon in order to save lives, only for Gideon to betray her, this does add another layer to Katie Sackhoff's character. They punished us as a warning to the whole galaxy because we refused to surrender. That's not true. I did surrender. After our forces were annihilated in the Night of a Thousand Tears, and defeat was imminent, I met with Moff Gideon. The ISB had reached out to me to negotiate a ceasefire. In exchange for submitting to the Empire and disarming, all remaining cities and Mandalorian lives were to be spared. That is how Moff Gideon came to possess the Darksaber. I didn't trust him, but it was the only chance I had to save our people. And then he betrayed me, and we were helpless to resist the purge of Mandalore. But this is why I'm having a slight issue this season. While it's called the Mandalorian, just what Mandalorian is it now referring to? Din Djarin has more or less been sidelined to a certain degree this season, and for me, this has really been Bo-Katan's story. Now, I haven't got a problem with this, as I think Katie Sackhoff is great, and I really like the Bo-Katan character. But this show is meant to be about Din Djarin, and I think this is why viewers have been less than keen this season. 
Also, showrunner Dave Filoni has now also gone on record saying that the Mandalorian can now mean any Mandalorian, which is fair enough, but I think this is a misstep, as the one reason everyone engaged with this show in the first place was Din and Grogu, and taking the focus away from them, well, this season has suffered as a result. But of course, this episode is really the reveal of Moff Gideon as this season's big bad. And of course, he is making a power play with the other Imperial commanders or Warlords and placed himself as the person to lead the new Empire as it will be known as the First Order. We shall be rid of the Mandalorians once and for all. Long live the Empire! Long live the Empire! However, we have known all along that Gideon was experimenting with cloning, but we also meet Brendel Hux, who is in charge of Project Necromancer, which is, well, we are left to make our own minds up about this one, uh, but everyone's money is on this being the project to resurrect Emperor Palpatine. Oh, and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn has now been name-dropped quite prominently, which might set up a cameo next week, but definitely sets up the Ahsoka series. So with the Mandalorians making their first mission to retake Mandalore, they find that what's left of the planet's inhabitants sailing on a huge barge that skims over the glass-like surface of Mandalore, which looked really good. There was one thing that happened, though, which seems to have generated some debate, and that is what exactly was that huge creature that burst out of the ground and destroyed the barge? Now, some people are saying it's the Mythosaur, but after careful scrutiny by yours truly, it isn't. In fact, it's more of a gigantic Ankylosaurus. I have spoken. But of course, this episode ends on a cliffhanger with Din Jarin captured by Moff Gideon's best skull wearing death troopers and poor Paz Vizsla making the ultimate sacrifice after being taken down by Praetorian guards. So, this is certainly a step up from the previous week's output. The story is now firmly in motion. But is this too little too late? Well, to be honest, it is. When the Mandalorian is good, it's very good but we haven't had much of that this season. It's meandered all over the place before getting to this point, and now we're here, we only have one episode left. But is that the intention? For the first time, will a season of The Mandalorian end on a cliffhanger? Will nothing actually get resolved next week, as basically, well, they've run out of episodes? Well, we still have the Mythosaur plot point, and I don't know how they will have anyone tame it and use it to rouse the Imperial forces from Mandalore in the space of one episode. But since when has logic played any part in plotting this season? But with Moff Gideon holding all the cards and our heroes on the back foot, things are looking pretty bleak. But this episode has achieved one thing, and that is that I'm excited to see what happens next week. And I haven't felt like that in a long, long time. But before I go, the episode title, The Spies. We all know of one spy, Eliah Kane, who's now we know is working for Moff Gideon. But it's spies plural. So who are the others? Now, for me, there are two possibilities. Axwoves went off to get help after the first ambush, and the armourer left the planet with the walking wounded before any of the ambushes occurred, and her helmet is horned just like Moff Gideon's. So, could there be one last twist in the tale before this season is over? (laughs) 